Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Hey, everybody. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, you know we've partnered with a social media platform, Go Wild, to help combat mainstream social media censorship. And in fact, we just talked with their CEO, Brad Luttrell, uh, on last week's episode. And Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen women and by hunters and anglers just like us. It's a free social media community, and uh, it's a place where you can put your photos and your videos, and uh, they're not going to be censored. Not only are they not censored, they're actually encouraged on Go Wild. They give you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends to also join the community. As you earn those points, you unlock some pretty great rewards. Uh, things like gift cards and swag and knives and huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex and so many more. So if you create a free account, you can actually unlock $10 just for trying it out. So go ahead and visit downloadgowild.com to get started. Oh, and also OKS Hunter now has our very own profile on Go Wild. Be sure to go ahead and follow us there too. This is the OKS Hunter podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks if that's just meat freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. What up, everybody? Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast, coming at you from the OKS Hunter Podcast studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, where, like, nothing happens because it's Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Cool news with that buck that you see over my shoulder if you're watching live. I shot that buck in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. So sometimes some stuff happens here, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, the show is brought to you by Spartan Forge. They are our they are our presenting sponsor. They have a lot of new features that uh, just dropped, so make sure you're doing app updates in the App Store and check those guys out. Um, you know, it's off-season right now, but turkey hunting is right around the corner. You can always use it for journaling and uh, scouting and things of that nature. So really, it's a year-round app, but in-season, I'm sure you're going to get a little bit more use out of any wood off-season. But you can head over to spartanforge.ai to check those guys out today, and you can use discount code from us, OHP for 25% off your annual purchase. I know that's a pretty deep discount. I don't think, I know they have a lot of discounts out there. They're sponsoring a bunch of podcasts and other things, but uh, to my knowledge, we're one of the few that have that level of discount. So for whatever that's worth, um, what else? Drop time spirits. I just poured a glass of that. So cheers to drop time. Thanks for keeping us uh, from going thirsty here in studio. Always appreciate a nice bourbon, and it is a nice bourbon, and it's high alcohol content. It's like 92 proof, so it's pretty smooth. Also, believe it or not, I have another beverage here, and it's Backwoods Grind Coffee, and you can use code OHP for 10% off on some Backwoods Grind. Uh, just got a new shipment in from those guys. So, yeah, lots of exciting things. Uh, call-outs that I can say at the beginning of the episode so I don't lose your attention later on. 
Uh, we'll be at the Open Seed and Trade Show in March, March 26th, 27th, 28th, I think it is. Basically, it's the last weekend of March. It's Friday at 1 o'clock through Sunday. And uh, Greg put a, our booth together. He did a great job. And we're just getting all of our stuff. And I think we have like 500 hats that are being delivered. And I think we're getting more koozies. We have lots of stickers. Um, we'll probably provide some discounts for free shipping if you're buying like shirts and hat or shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that. So if you're in the area and you want to say hi to us, we'd love to see you. Um, cheers to a Bush Latte or something like that. What else would I had none about that. Booth 200A is our booth, which you can see if you go to the open season you know, uh, website, you can see the booth layout for all of the exhibitors and whatnot. So that's that. And then uh, August 27th, which is way, ways away, uh, we're doing Foam Fest, which is a uh, archery event that we're putting on. It'll be limited to who can come because we're going to limit capacity so we don't overdo it. But we're giving away this summer... Uh, a bear legit bow and then again at that event we're gonna give away another bear legit bow they're fully outfitted with trophy line stuff like a site and whisker biscuit and all that jazz so yeah uh that's what i got got going on there we're live on tiktok we're live on twitter we're live on youtube we're live on facebook so if you're joining us today thanks for joining we do have a guest on the line so let's bring our guest in all right live with us on the show ped Drag it. Dang it, Pat. I knew I was going to mess up your last name. Drag. Like you dragged your foot and you itch. But, okay, so yeah, it's, but it's drag it. Is it drag itch or just drag? Drag. Drag itch. So the, the, oh, I lost your video feed there. Sorry. Are you still with me? I'm going to see if I can tap in. AirPods here. I don't know if that'll work better. If that, if I, if it there you go. Like yeah, I got okay. Sorry yeah. about that. No, so. How, what is the ethnicity of that then? Where are you from? I was actually born in Serbia. It used to be called Yugoslavia at one time. But, um, you know, it, it, how do you say, fell into uh, six different republics, which, by the way, if, uh, if, if it's okay with you, I'd like to start off by saying that uh, our thoughts and uh, prayers go out to all the Ukrainian people out there that... Uh, are uh, going through some hard times so i wish them all the best of luck and uh we're behind you for sure thanks for doing that that uh you know i can't I mean we're, we're sitting here in luxury uh we're podcasting we're not worried about anything happening so there's other people at uh that is not the case at all so definitely thoughts and prayers going out to the folks over there Absolutely. In, in Ukraine with all that stuff um, um yes yeah, so, and you can relate to some of that given your your history when did you come to the states then? I'm 53, and I uh, came here in the United States when I was like about three years old. So, uh, and then, you know, of course, parents had to fill out citizenship papers, and, you know, we had to go back for two years, you know, for, for that process to be, how do you say, handled. And then, of course, I came back at five, but, you know, a few years later, you know, dad made pretty good money. You know, he hooked up with Wendy's International, and so I was able to go back a lot. Uh, almost every single summer, we would spend, you know, three months uh, of the summer uh, going back every single summer for years. So I actually got a chance to to learn three languages. Uh, so English, of course, uh, Macedonian and Serbian. And my mom is Macedonian. And of course, my father is Serbian. But yeah, it's uh, real interesting. How do you say going back and just seeing all that stuff for What's sure. What's the drink of choice in Serbia? Is it sleep? Slivovich or what am I? Am I? I'm the, so the what? 
The what? The drink, the drink of choice, the alcoholic beverage of choice in Serbia. I forget what it is. It's actually called Slivovica. Okay, yeah, I was Slivovica. saying it wrong. Yeah, yeah, made from uh, the purple plum. Okay, yep, I've had it before. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine is from Serbia, and I'll have to make sure he listens to this episode. He's not a hunter, so he'll be like, man, whatever. But, oh, know, it's okay. Like it. It's all good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a good drink. It's it's a little strong, but I, I and I don't drink, so. But it's just, uh, how do you say it's, yeah, I think it's Serbia potent. really, yeah, it's potent for sure. <laughs> yeah. So you're in, in, you're in Ohio now, right? Yeah. Central Ohio. I'm probably about 22 minutes from downtown Columbus. And are you hunting public land in Ohio or private or both? Man, both. Uh, this past season, I, sadly, I lost three pieces of property, uh, uh public or private that I was able to hunt on and I've been going for years. Uh, one was sold off and leveled. Uh, that's where I was getting really most of my activity. I mean, I was seeing on average 20 deer uh, almost on every outing. The rubs were, I kid you not, were monstrous. Um, and then of course, you know, the other piece of property was being sold off. So it just, yeah, it kind of hurt. Um, so I kind of resorted to going a little bit more public this year. And um, I had some success. I, I got a, I got a chance to see a lot. Um, I'll be honest with everybody out there. I did not uh, harvest anything. I, I could have. Uh, I passed up some really nice big bucks out there, uh, but nothing that really you know made me shake to to draw back on. So I kind of uh, went deerless this year. But it's all good. <laughs> yeah, we, deerless. That's a good one. We we use the term buckless too because we buckless. Were... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buckets. Yeah, I just made a post too about like uh, my wife late season, like you know, why haven't you gotten one yet? Kind of thing, like what the hell? Because at that point, she's more eager for me to get a deer than I am, almost. I, I saw that. That was a good. That was a good post on uh, on TikTok. I did see that. Yeah, you know, uh, the kids. I mean, I got two daughters, so they don't. They don't. How do you say? They could care less if I if I went out and harvested the deer. Uh, they would prefer that I didn't, you know, because they feel sorry for them. Um, but the, the wife, basically, she's just like, look, you know, if you harvest one, don't think you're mounting it, you know, that's <laughs> 700 bucks <laughs> out the door. So she's like, I don't care. Don't, you know, I'd prefer that you don't shoot one. So yeah, there's a little cu couple things that ride again, you know, uh, go against me there, but it's, it's all good. I just, I love going out. Uh, I love seeing, picking and choosing, learning, um, deer habits and, uh, how do you say being able to chance, getting the chance to hunt, how do you say throughout the whole season, which is probably the best part really. Yeah. Just having the opportunity. So we, you and I through TikTok, I think you were putting on some sort of session with a couple of different, uh, you know, people that are you know somewhat known in, in, the, in that category, at least in TikTok and have yeah. some following. And uh, I jumped in as a caller or someone, I think Chris Whitley brought me in and yep. I, get outdoors, yeah. uh, uh, we'll throw that throw it in for the guy. I love the guy, uh, Chris Whitney. Uh, get outdoors, uh, to get outdoors to something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Joby <laughs> Shaw, another great guy. You know, great guys, great guys. I really did meet a, a great family out there of um, how do you say uh, people that actually love doing the same thing that I do, and and they're really kind people. Good, great support. You know, all throughout. But yeah, that's I think that's where we you and I met. That's right. Yeah, and you you've amassed quite the following, and I think your disposition 
and mantra aligns with ours there's some there's some good overlap there uh at some point you had mentioned something along along lines of like i'm not going to post grip and grins with with bucks and yes. i don't want to challenge you like we'll prove it and you're like no i don't need to and so expand on that a little bit because that's fascinating to me i've not heard anyone take that stance before you know as oh. much as we say a shooter buck is in the eye of the beholder and it means something different to everybody. That's why we use that terminology. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be happy to do a gripping with anything I get. So I'm curious to hear how you kind of arrived at that and what that's been like so far. You know, Eric, um, this goes back. And, and again, I, I love all you guys out there, all the hunters that are watching it and that are listening, you know, um, everybody has their own way everybody has uh has gone through the journey and is at one point in their in their journey uh when it comes to outdoors and hunting and things like that and um you know having a brother that was very competitive with me and you know he loved hunting the inner city he loved getting you know property or uh, how do you say permission to hunt on on property that was in in the inner city and um i won't lie to you there's monsters in the inner city um you know, he was able to harvest some really nice big bucks. And uh, for years, it was almost competition thing between me and him. And, you know, and it was always kind of like, you know, he's always holding up his horns and, you know, but he spent half the time out there. You know, a lot of times he would just get up in a tree stand, the same tree stand, uh, ladder stand over a pile of corn uh, or just continue to hunt in the inner city. And, you know, when I started talking to him about, well, are you, are you rattling? I mean, are you on the ground? Are you stalking? Are you trying this? Are you trying that? And you know, he would sit there and say, no. And, and a lot of my buddies weren't. And so it's like you stand back and you, you watch huge horns being held in front of you. And you know how everybody does it, right? They're, they're holding <laughs> it out yeah. in front of them. Uh, it's it, to me, it was more about what did I know about deer habits and, how much time did I spend to be able to learn the, not only the deer, but I mean, I'm out there listening to birds and a lot of people are thinking this guy must be, you know, drunk or smoking grass or something, but I'm not joking, man. I mean, birds are talking, chipmunks are, you know, they're, they're chirping. And, and I found myself, how do you say in a different situation? So for me, it was, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to spend all the time out there as much as I can, learn as much as I can, and pick and choose what I really want. And then when I did harvest something, I wasn't going to post it because it really didn't matter. Um, it doesn't show that you're a better hunter. It doesn't show that. So what? Somebody's got another. Somebody has a bigger buck out there, right? I mean, it looks different. Drop times, you know, non-typical, typicals. It doesn't matter. Um, the bottom line is, is you can only hold that buck up so many times. So does that justify the hunter that you are? So, I mean, if I kill a 180, does that show that I'm a big, bad hunter? No, it's, you know, it's, it was the luck of the draw. You know, you happen to be in the right spot at the right time at the right hour and, the, you know, the perfect part of the, the, the rut and you got lucky. It was like scratching a lottery ticket. So does that make you better than me? No. So, Yeah. I choose not to show my bucks. Um, a lot of people have given me grief about that, but I don't care. Um, I, I, I share what I know. You guys are willing to you know, be able to use it if you want. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people got great, great success you know, from just the simple stuff that I tell them. But yeah, man, I just, I'm going to keep my horns in my office and 
You know, I'm going to remember when I walk through the door and I see him, it just brings back that memory. And I'm like, you know, you know, you were 200 next amount pounds, you know, dragging your ass out and it was up a hill and <laughs> it just brings, you know, memories. So, you know, for me, it's for me, you know, and I don't care. It's okay. I love the fact that people do. Well, there's a lot of people that are, that are, uh, you know, just not on social media. I think Exodus trail cam did a couple of different, uh, posts or what have your YouTube videos where they like compiled some of the biggest buck killers on public land, some of the biggest buck killers on private land. And then they did some of the most unknown. And that one I thought was interesting because if they're unknown, then they're unknown. Like I know people that don't have a Facebook and Instagram, a Twitter and anything. And they could, you know, uh, molly womp some of these guys that are, you know, banging their chest that they are the best and baddest deer hunters. And, Again, they're doing it for themselves, which is they don't even have that stuff. They're older. They've been there for a long time. But you walk their house and you're like, holy shit. Where did you come from? Where am I right now? Like, how did you do this? And I'm like, yes. oh, I mean, yeah, I just enjoy it. And, and it got to the point for some of them, the ones that I know personally, that they, they just stopped. I mean, they'll still shoot deer if it gets their heart pumping enough. But by and large, they're yes. out there taking pictures with their DSLR um, because they like nature. And it takes a it takes a lot for them to pull back on something these days, and their trophy room is full. So it's like, what the hell am I going to do with this stuff at this point? I'm old, you know. My trophy room is full. I've had a lot of memories and experiences. I don't need to be sharing the grip and grins. They never have cared about that. And you know what? Back in the day, now I, I'm gonna and I'm gonna kind of rewind just a little bit, but you know, every kid has a problem. I'm not gonna lie. Every every one of us has had had a problem as a kid. Whether it was girl problems or there was family problems, you know, dad, mom, brother, sister, it didn't matter. We, school, we had issues. And, you know, when, you know, the parents are, are yelling at each other or whatever the case may be, you know, your brother's driving you crazy, you know, your, uh, your grades are not as good, you know, you, grade card just came out, you know, and you're like, God, man, I can't believe I'm, you know, straight across the board D's, you know, I mean, you got to hide. You're not coming home with a, with a grade card. You're trying to figure out how I can scratch that D into a B. You know what I mean? And, and fool, you know, fool my parents into believing that I'm doing good in school. You know, you know where I found my refuge was the woods. That's where I went. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't stay home. So I just ran off to the woods. And when I did, it was like, it, it opened up my eyes. Um, it gave me a chance to reflect on my life and, and see the future, but it also brought me close to nature and um, yep. just seeing animals walking by. I mean, Think about it. I was out there for years as a kid uh, with a little plastic, you know, 1999 bow, you know, uh, trying to shoot rabbits, you know, with a field tip. Uh, and there was no tree stands. I mean, there might have been a ladder stand or a or a, how do you say? Uh, climber um, or something like that. Or... Yeah, or the strap-ons or whatever. But there was no climber. No, I'm not joking, Eric. There was no climbers back when I started hunting. Okay. There was no climber out there. The first climber that actually really came out was a platform and you had to hug the tree and you had to bend your knees and go up and you sat on a bucket. Okay? That was it. All right. And that's, how, and that's how, and that's how people were getting up in the tree. And that was the first tree stand. And I was building them. I was building them out there. And then I ended up building a clubhouse, you know, staying in the woods a lot, you know, drawing and uh, thinking, but that's where it all began. It was more of a, an escape. It was uh, finding myself and learning more as I was there observing the animals, you know? So yeah, it's, 
uh, it goes deeper for me than just going out and freaking slaying something. It's just not, it's, it's not what it's all about. Oh, I know. I, I think that's the case for, for most people. I mean, you had mentioned before we got, you know, br broadcasting live here, you know, what's the why, like, why do you hunt? And that's a question I think that some youth need to be asking, uh, especially when I see people passing on deer. I've talked about this. I've made posts about it. And the gripe that I have is people passing on deer that have literally never, ever, ever shot a deer. And they're doing it because they think that there's some standard that they need to meet based on just bullshit <laughs> on, on TV or some yes. show or whatever. Like, you're not going to gain any experiences, have any experiences, create any memories, anything indelible at all um, to teach yourself what to do to work your way up to those larger class animals or those more mature deer that maybe you want to target. But that doesn't happen overnight. And the example I use is you don't go to the gym at, you know, 400 pounds and expect you're going to be 185 and chiseled the next day. Like, that's not a reality. It's That's right. And but, as a deer hunter, you know, I'm sorry. No, you just, the process is part of it. And it, it's, for me as a kid, it was escapism. Honestly, it was like deep thought, process thoughts, make big decisions, uh, have some quiet and stillness. And now it, it, that stillness thing is probably the biggest factor for me at 35 with three kids. And I think I'm going to be 36. It just changes. It's it just the, yeah. the whole thing, the whole reasoning why you go out just changes. And by the way, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's already, whatever, seen the, the, the buck over here behind my back. Um, this is the only one buck that I've only used in two posts on TikTok uh, as just, you know, props, uh, just something just to, to, to fit the fit the video. But this will probably be the only buck that you guys will ever, ever see. Um, you know, of course, unless I kill the biggest or harvest the biggest uh, buck in the county uh, and, you know, gets out someplace in social media somehow, some way, maybe. But this will be the only one that I, you know, just uses a backdrop here for this uh, live. But you know what? You're absolutely right. It's it's sad that the I think the biggest question that everybody needs to ask themselves is why are you going out hunting? That's the first question I think that all kids really need to ask themselves um, because if you're going out there hunting just to kill something, to prove something, I think that's the wrong reason to go out there and hunt. You know, uh, I, I think it'd be better for them to, how do you say, take a different approach or go out there for a different reason than just going out there just to kill something, just to see it bleed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that creates some ethical issues and that makes it hard for us as sportsmen and women to like carry on our heritage and tradition. Well, we have a lot of onlookers trying to pass bills to take things away from us. If we, if that was the only reason is to shed blood, that that's right. You know, that's. Some people probably have that reason, and that's their reason. Yeah, that's their right to have that. But it seems like there's a lot other, a lot of other deeper reasons to go hunting. Maybe it's to fill your freezer. Maybe it's to feed your family. Maybe it's to create memories. Maybe it's to bond. Maybe it's to experience nature. There's a lot of reasons. Maybe you want to decorate your uh, podcast studio. You know, that's not my reason, but absolutely it's just, right. There's there's a whole spectrum of reasons, and um, you know, my thing is like, look, if I bought a tag. And I paid with my own money. Who the f are you? Who the hell? Who the f are you to tell me what to do with my tag? Go mind That's your right. own business. Why do you care? Do you tell me how to drive my car? Well, probably because if it's like rage, but like really, it's not your it's not your concern. And the fact of the matter is, we we just we probably need more people buying tags. So it would be bad for you to, you know, uh, shy someone away from doing that. Right. 
I mean, there's no question that everybody goes out for their own reason. I mean, there, there's, there's a reason for that you're going to go and go buy the camo. You're going to go out to the woods. You're going to go, you know, and, and it's okay. I mean, I'm good with whatever reason, just long as it's legal. Uh, and you try to be ethical. Uh, you know, a lot of people sit there and say, well, you got to make the ethical shot. Well, I get it's it. Most but, you know, shot, like, don't go flinging arrows at shit that, you know, you're not going to hit, but if you right. practice confident and it's within reason, like shit can happen. That's called plan B and you can be Absolutely. prepared for plan B, but yeah, don't go doing shit that, you know, ain't right. And sometimes you have to learn that the hard way as a young person, but. Yeah. And you know what the sad part is, is, um, you know, I love all the hunters out there because everybody do, does have their own way of hunting, you know, and I've learned some things as well. And I've talked to some old timers, you know, uh, I, I don't bait, which, you know, which is, which is cool. I, I don't, I don't care. You know, a, guy a lot of controversial there, topics. Yeah. What's that? There's a lot of controversial topics we could get into and it's totally fine. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, when it comes to, it, it is, it's okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care, you know. But I, I, you know, I did learn some things. I, I, I talked to some people and uh, this old timer, timer told me, you know, uh, if you're going to bait them, you got to bait them over a bunch of piles of wood, you know, all in the same direction so that you have broadside shots. And I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. I would have never thought of that, but I don't do it. Right. And then, and then I talk to somebody else and they say, pour a bunch of sugar over the corn. And I'm like, what, <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> you know, I, what really core, you know, sugar. Yeah, man, as much sugar as you get on there. And so it's okay. I get it. Um, but it would be great to see the youth go out and learn more instead of just knowing that that is the way that is your, that's the way that you're going to be successful uh, it's a foolproof, uh, how do you say, solution, um, waiting for them to come to the buffet line. Um, and, and a lot of times, believe it or not, monster bucks just won't come. You know, that one, I don't know if you saw my video, uh, they come between 2 and 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, know. Yeah. You know? yeah, I have uh, some logic. Know. I use a lot of dating analogies, but back in my dating days, look, if a girl was, you know, that easy, like, there's probably something wrong with it. Like, like yeah, I think some other guys might have had, you know, enough to do there that I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather, you know, keep things the way they are and how I like them. Let's just not go down that path. And if a big buck is wise, he's like, you know what? There's probably something wrong with it if it's that easy. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that, you know, even my nephew did prove me wrong. You know, uh, my brother went out on a piece of property. Uh, he's been hunting for years. Uh, it's urban. Uh, and, uh, you know, he puts out, you know, 600, pile, uh, 600 pounds of corn out there. You know, mm -hmm. months in advance, you know, he's, he's just feeding, you know, he's piling it up. And his his son went out there, opening day of bow hunting, uh, wasn't in the tree stand for more than a half hour, and he ended up walking out of the woods with a hundred and sixty five inch buck. You know, okay. and I'm like, yeah. you know, and he calls me up and he goes, "Guess what, man? Guess what?" I was like, "What's going on?" He says, "I just shot a monster," and he sent me the the text, and he thought I was going to be, you know you know, happy as hell for him. But I just looked at him and I said, so, okay, all right, good job. But what did you learn? And he says, what do you mean? What did I learn? He says, well, yeah, yeah. What did you learn by, by doing that? Like, you know, being there doing that. He says, nothing, man. I shot it. Aren't you happy for me? And I said, well, let me ask you something. Do you know what a rub looks like? And he goes, uh, 
I said, what about finding crisscrossing trails? I mean, do you know where to look for the bedding? You know, where the food source is? He goes, yeah, that doesn't matter, man. I shot a buck. And I thought to myself, you know, there's got to be a better way, right? And, you know, I, I, I saw him like four days later. He came to the house. You know, he's showing me all these pictures that he took. And I said, you know what, buddy? I said, I would love for you to learn more. And he goes, you know what, man? You're right. It's like I didn't learn nothing. I got this big monster buck. And I didn't learn anything. You're right. I, mean, I need to learn more. Like I go hit one with my car, you know, and that could be a, that's a really heavy broadhead. You want to talk about, you know, front of center FOC or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That'll put it right through there. You know, but that's not the same as like, you know, be, that, that speaks to more like woodsmanship. And, and that's where some of that experience starts to come to life and you start to see things differently. And that gets things going in your brain. Your critical thought process starts to, to go up and, and you're like, you know, now you're solving some, some problems and you're thinking differently. And that's the challenge. I love the challenge. It's endless. The knowledge pool is limitless. You're never going to stop learning about these things and how to approach them. So you talked about like it's the luck of the draw, but you can always increase your odds. You know, Absolutely. if you have a better understanding of the game, then then you're you're gonna have you know more at bats potentially. But to your point Absolutely. about you know not experiencing anything, at some point, dude, you can read about baseball till you're blue in the face and your eyes are gonna fall out. Uh, but at some point, someone's got to throw you some pitches. You got to learn how to swing at the freaking real ball. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no question that these kids got to be put through that. You know, and they've got to <laughs> have the opportunity to draw back or pull the trigger. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, it's the experience, right? I'm a soccer coach. I played professional soccer here in Columbus years ago for their indoor team, and uh, you know, coaching kids. I mean, it's like I do the Mr. Miyagi stuff. I mean, I bring them right back to the basics. I teach them the philosophy, the culture, and I want them to know more. So when they do go play the game, I call it the teacher. So anything can be the teacher of the game, whether you're out there hunting whether you're out playing a sport, it's those moments in the game that are moments in those events that whatever you're doing is the teacher. And so the more moments you get, the better you become. And so, yeah, I think the more times that you go out, the more that you learn, whether you're stalking, whether you're just avoiding anything to see you in the woods, you got to try these things out because the funniest thing is, is what happens if you go take a guy out, a buddy, you know, on brand new 40 acres of land, private land, and the guy only hunts out of the same ladder stand every season, uh, you know, over a corn, over a pile of corn. I mean, and he goes out there and he's like, man, I don't even know where to go. Well, he's lost. I mean, you go walk around, scout, you know, find those trails, find those, you know, areas where you could be, how do you say, uh, successful. And that's the problem. They don't. Yep. They, they, yep. they're, 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 so, they're so stuck in their simple way and i call my brother lazy you know because he just doesn't he doesn't want to do the work he won't go out to public land and go trek it you know two miles in there with a tree stand on his back you know he just wants to park and walk 40 yards into the woods you know there's nothing wrong with it you know there's nothing wrong with it right that's fine you know like if you got a deer camp bot and and you can only get 40 yards in because you had too many bush lattes like hey you know what there's there's a lot of fun in that you know, camaraderie and tradition kind of hunting too. That's deer camp for us here, gun season. Um, but you know, to your point, I, I wrote in a blog article a while back now, and uh, I referenced a martial arts, a mixed martial arts champion named Frank Shamrock. And he uses a system called plus minus equal to train his fighters. And 
I try to apply that to deer hunting and how it works is there's plus minus equal plus is try to find someone that's better than you or further along than you or like, you know, someone you look up to, to learn from, find Correct. someone that's not as good as you, that's maybe not where you're at yet that you can teach and then find someone that's equal to you or on your level. So in fighting, he talks about like, find someone that's better that you can learn from, find someone that's equal to you that you can spar with and find someone that you can teach to because as you're learning something new, it's always important to try to teach it because it's a great way to determine if you're actually articulating, you know, the things that you're learning and applying it. Um, so teaching yes. is a great way to learn things like you had mentioned. So that plus minus equal kind of paradigm is in the deer hunting space. I'm sure there's always someone we can look to that we can learn from. There's probably oh, someone absolutely. you can teach and who's your, who's on your level? Like who's your buddy that you're always like, man, we're like neck and neck, you know, that, that way to then spar with that person because they're not going to kick your ass and you're not going to overdo it with them in the ring, right. you know? Right. And it pushes you. I mean, it challenges you, you know, it makes you want to go further. Uh, I love teaching. I mean, that's my favorite part. If you really want to know the truth, uh, Eric, I, I love to teach. I love to be able to share something to someone uh, and see them be successful. And, and, you know, raising two daughters and coaching them, you know, for years in soccer um, and to, to sit there and watch them, you know, to be able to play, you know, division one with no problem. Uh, it was me that came out in them. I saw watching what I've done over the years to create what I did and, you know, to see something evolve from that. Uh, I, I, I feel great about that. In other words, I shared something, somebody that was struggling and they, and they, and they, and something came out better for them. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, well, the whole, the whole R3 movement of recruit, reactivate and retain, like if you recruit someone into hunting, that, there's some pretty strong intrinsic value to that. I've recruited uh, close to 10 people into hunting, and most of them have stuck with it in some capacity. Some of them got deeper down the oh. rabbit hole, took the, you know, the red pill or whatever, and got into the matrix. And now they're bow hunting. And oh, yeah. just, others just stopped at gun hunting. And others were like, yeah, they just kind of fade out of it. Um, but to see them get their first deer. Oh, yeah. Holy, I, I am getting, I get more excited for them than I Me too. do for myself. It's a different Absolutely. feeling. It is a different feeling because you're like so happy for them. But don't get me wrong. You know, there is guys I'm sure that, you know, they see that buck and they're like, damn, that was my target buck, man. I just don't oh give a shit. God. I don't give a shit. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I read the book Ego is the Enemy uh, five too many times, but I have you know, uh, eradicated ego from most of the things that I'm doing in life. And maybe I would have been like, man, I wanted to shoot that thing. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, dude, if you care. got it, it is yours. And I'm so happy for you. My dad got a great book this year in public. Did he had really? tagged on this property that we hunt public land for, for several, several years. And he finally got one with his gun in this area. And I was like, dad, I'm so happy that it was you that got this book. Like, yeah, it was, cool. you know, it was, uh, it was a, it was a yeah. great public land the gun so that's great especially when it's like uh this family you know like uh your son or your daughter or you know your your wife or you know your dad whatever i mean that's just it's, it's a beautiful thing but you when i go back and i really think about the times that my brother and i took my dad out hunting uh for deer shotgun season opening day of shotgun here in ohio which is like world war three um 
you know, we would set him up in the best freaking spot. I mean, it's a guarantee he's going to get one, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we all set up in a certain spot, but we leave him in that specific spot. And so, of course, you know, we'll we'll chill out early in the morning, you know, break at dawn, sit there for, you know, a good few hours. A lot of times it was really cold, so you got to get up and start moving. But we would, you know, circle and, and run that straight towards dad. And I don't know how many deer we've ran towards him. He'll never pull the trigger. It's 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 crazy. And and he comes up with some stupid excuse every single time. Oh, my glasses are foggy. Uh, or I had to use the restroom and I left the shotgun over there by the tree. But really it goes back to, you know, he was a farm boy. So, you know, he was raising chickens and horses and cows and, you know, pigs and ducks and stuff. So he had the mercy. He he, he went out there for more for the camaraderie, you know, yeah. it, was, it wasn't about going out there and shooting something. It was really more about just spending time with his boys. And, uh, and believe it or not, he had an opportunity to shoot probably a 185, 86, 87, maybe 190 class buck because uh, we got really nice footage of him on a trail camera. Uh, but he only had he had like a 30 yard shot at it and, and he didn't pull the trigger because he saw another hunter 100 yards down uh, in the background. So he didn't pull the trigger, but I don't think he would have pulled the trigger anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I a camaraderie. Remember. It's a camaraderie. I had a buddy that came out for the first time to our deer camp for the gun opener in Wisconsin. And then there was a, a group of does coming through. I could have shot a couple of them, you know, oh, yeah. who knows what would actually happen. Cause there, there's no tease or whatever. Like I could have missed or, you know, they could have ran or whatever, but it was, you know, it could have been a done deal if I didn't mess anything up. And I just texted him. I said, Hey, there's a group of does coming your way, man. They're all yours. You know, just be, would you, be text it? you text it. <laughs> yep. I just said, they're coming your way, dude. And, uh, he was on, he was on lookout and he, he goofed. He, it was he's like, man, I didn't, I didn't expect it. They're right there. And he's like, I just kind of, you know, I didn't know that Got that's it. what I should have done. And it, but I gave him the opportunity because yeah. that's the right thing to do. In my opinion, he was new to hunting it, and for someone that's new to hunting to at least see deer and then also have oh, an opportunity yeah. that, that is enough usually to get them hooked and it worked because he's hooked. So I just find that and if you would have shot one, it would have been great or, or what have you. And like another buddy that came one year, I put him in a spot where I'm like, they move through here pretty consistently. There's a good chance you're going to see something. He did. He shot when he got one. And it was his first year ever. And then his second year, he came back and he shot a, a great, a great public land buck. He was so, so, so stoked. He got it mounted. He's picking it up like in a couple of weeks, actually, finally. Wow. This is like, uh, you know, That's last great. year. Or whatever, and it's so just, there's no question. It's so cool. It's so cool. So that's important. Um, FB Man Outdoors commented on here. I wanted to address some of the comments. We said, Oh, no problem. I can't read Remy it. Warren is collaborating on a virtual reality game. He doesn't think that's a good direction for the future of hunting. FBM Man Outdoor Journal. I haven't heard about that or looked into it. I don't know much about it. Um, no video game experience is going to be as indelible as the real thing. You're never going to like remember that buck I shot in that big hunter game ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're never going to be like, remember the headshot I got in college? Feeling. Like, it doesn't it doesn't register in the brain the same way as a physical experience. So, uh, you know, I just take it with a grain of salt. Like I remember when my mom would say, like, you can't play Mortal Kombat because there's blood in the game and that's violent. I'm like, right. It's not, right. It's not real, you know. There's no, I mean, it's there's a, it's a it's a different feeling. I mean, people will laugh, people will cry, you know. And do you really know the difference? I mean, um, I've seen people cry, 
you know, after shooting a deer. I, I have, I, I know a buddy, he lives in Montana. He's actually here this week. He's going to stop out probably either tomorrow or the next day to just come visit with me. He's only going to be here for about a week, but, you know, we took him out hunting and he was a part of our little hunting party. And, uh, you know, as soon as he shot his buck, which was a little four pointer, I mean, it was just a danky thing. You know, he, he stopped hunting, you know, he couldn't hunt no more. He was crying. Uh, he felt sorry for it. Um, he, it just, it ended it. It completely ended it for him. And, um, he is now in Montana, uh, as a photographer and he's taking pictures of bears and moose and elk and, and he's getting close. I mean, if he was a hunter, he'd be killing I mean, he'd be harvesting a, a lot of really nice, you know, trophies out there, but you know, it just does different things for people. You know, some people like it, you know, they'll kill you know, or harvest, you know, eight, nine deer, um, and, and don't care. It's either to fill the freezer or just for the reason of, Hey, I can do it. And, um, and it's just different. Everybody has a different, I think everybody has their own different reasons why they do it um, and uh, why they need to do it. But uh, I think that's the first question for every kid out there is why do you want to go hunt? Yeah, it shouldn't be for you a know? sponsorship or it shouldn't be for a free product or it shouldn't be for, you know, bloodshed. Like it should be for hopefully rooted in ethically moral reasons um, that can enhance their, their well-being in life and their spiritual well-being and their connection to nature and, and so forth. Um, Absolutely. Those, and, and to eat and to learn and, and to, you know, get your hands dirty and, and do some stuff like rather than a virtual reality video game and, and rot your brain out doing that stuff. Uh, Oak tree dreams. Drew just said his wife cried after he shot a four, every shot four bearded, uh, shot a four bearded gobbler one year. Wow. So, I mean, it, it uh, I would love to know if she was crying because she felt sorry for the turkey or if she was crying because she just can't believe she just shot a, a, a you know, a trophy. Um, and I'm sure the feeling is probably the same, you know, at one point or another, but you know, it's different because once you do heart, I'm not even going to say you harvested, you haven't harvested nothing yet. Just because you pulled the trigger, just because you, yeah, you, you got to go and, do some work. You got to go some, find that you know? calories and, and make your legs scream at you for a little bit. Well, because you know? of responsibility is what it is, Eric. I mean, you have to, yeah. you know, when you choose that path to go and hunt, I believe at that point that, you, you know, then you're, how do you say you're all in because as soon as you pull the trigger or as soon as you, there's hit, no bitching out at that point. Yep. There's no, Hey dad, I got it. Can you come over here and pick it up? You know, it's, it's no, I want to see you go in there, you know, do your thing, you know, drag it out, go through the hell. Uh, I, I, I coach soccer, by the way, I think I told you that my boys and, um, a great group of guys. I mean, great group of guys, you know, and they're humble and they're kind and they're sweet and they're just, just gentle. And I need, you know, for the game of soccer, you have to be tough. You know, you have to bully, you have to, you know, own your own, the other person's space. And I sat there and I looked at him and I said, like, you know what you guys need? I need to take you out in the freaking hills. I need to drag you through the thorns, make you crawl through the mud and turn you into real men because when you do go outdoors, it's a different it's a different animal out there. It's just not walking on the path and getting up into a tree. I mean, for some, yeah, it you is, start but... bleeding a little bit after cutting through a, a you know a bunch of freaking whatever that. Breyers, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. he knows all that terminology, uh, you know. But 
yeah, it's like shit. That freaking hurt, man. Usually, tell the back of your hands that always get all cut up. I don't know what it is, but it's like suddenly, like, oh, I'm bleeding. What? When did that happen? You know, like, and I'm like wiping my face. I'm like, what's all that blood on my? You know, and like dad's like, what happened? I don't know. Did I get cut? All I guess time. so. Or a thorn kind of stuck in your foot, or the thorn. I mean, I've had two times thorn stuck right here in the back of my. Or you eye. get a branch into the eye, like either whaps or you pokes you, and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my vision. Oh, kind of it's just, you have a collar. If someone wanted to call and weigh in, uh, looks like yeah, I think it's our friend Drew from Oak Oak Tree Dreams. Let's bring him in here. Hey, Drew, you're live on the show. How you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, man. How about you? Hey, we're good. I'm drinking, you know, uh, drop time. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm podcasting. <laughs> I'm in my happy place talking to Pat over here. What do you got going on? What's up? Welcome, Drew. Uh, nothing. I just figured to call and it would be a lot easier than mess or typing, typing it out about the answer. But, uh, yeah, she actually, she is very compassionate about animals. Like she gets why we hunt and whatnot. And she even hunts, but she still just, you know, has that side of affection that, you know, you just took an animal's life, you know, and just, you know, it's, it's sad to a point, but you're also feeding the family and all the other stuff. So there's joy on that end of it too. Like she gets the whole yeah. spectrum of it and it's, it's a, pretty cool to see honestly it's hard yeah. for some people it really is it's hard for some people to yeah. distinguish the difference you know uh i i think i think it's really important for everybody i mean not really important i'm not gonna say it's important but i think you gotta value it you can, you know there's a reason why you go out there and do it i mean if my family was hungry yep. or if i had to fill my freezer I'm telling you right now, it will only take me 10 days and I'll fill that freezer with eight or nine deer. It's not that hard. It really isn't. You know, it's sad because some people are out there all season. They don't even see a deer. Well, you know, when you're out there, as long as a lot of these, you know, how do you say veterans and these seasoned hunters, it's not that hard, you know, but you got to, you got to, there's a reason why you're going out there to do it. It's not just go out there and just blood and guts. There's a reason, you know, why you're out there. So that's wonderful that people do like your wife, you know, she, she felt the sorrow, but she felt the happiness, you know, and then she knows the whole spectrum of the whole reasoning. That's great. And my wife gets sad. She's, she's like, Oh, that poor thing. I'm so sad. Aren't you sad? Mm. I'm like, well, yeah, I have remorse. I'm not, you know, a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I, I feel what had just happened. I thank God for what I've just been granted and given and, you know, but then, then it's like, you know, then it's meat and, and it's a cork, uh, you know, a, a carcass and you got to deal with it and process it up. And boy, oh boy, that, that the buck that's on the wall right here, you know, I dragged, we dragged him out of the woods, my buddy, Joel and I, and uh, Joel, he bless his heart, man, that guy's missing a chromosome. So whatever physicality that <laughs> tells him his brain he's hurting, he doesn't have that. Even though we're not in the shape we used to be anymore. He, you know, I started going down one path and I fell into like a pond that I didn't see was there. And I was like, don't go this way. He's like, I already figured it out. And then he gets it, you know, all the way to the truck and we, I get it home and then Greg comes over and, and Greg cuts out the loins and I put it on the, the grill that night. And, and my daughter got to eat loins out of a buck I just shot, you know, and oh, nice. that's, that's, that was nice. like, that's like, you know, getting really familiar with your food and knowing where it comes from. And I had uh, Jordan Syed on a couple of weeks ago. He's a big fitness guy and he's got, you know, tons and tons of followers or whatever. He talked about his first hunt ever and, he cried when he shot the first year they ever, but um, he talked about that connection with your food and like respecting the game. And 
you know, the, if someone's eating a burger somewhere, someone had to kill that freaking cow. Someone had to yeah. take its life and butcher it up. So yeah. you have more respect for the process and the animal if you know where it came from and you dealt with it literally. Exactly. My wife, it grouses her out. She doesn't like to see that stuff. I'm like, but someone had to do this shit. Like, this is, <laughs> you know, like the burger you're eating from Culver's, someone killed that cow. That cow literally lived to die. At least the deer had a fine chance. Especially against me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I believe it. You know, I believe in that, Eric. I mean, I believe in that. I mean, think about it. All right. Somebody mentioned something. I can't remember who it was. And it was a post. And I and I replied to it. And I said, look, you know, at least that deer lives free. I mean, I got to be smart enough and good enough to harvest him. He's not just going to you know, lay down and say, hey, I'm here. You know, you got to be good enough to go out there and go get him. And he's free. I mean, he lives free. Where, you know, cows, pigs, chickens, I mean, they're raised, you know, they're raised in a pen and, you know, you know what they, they don't even know what the end game is, but they didn't live free, you know, and that's another thing, you know, I kind of think about sometimes in regards to the the, the difference between the two, but yeah, man, somebody has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, it's hypocritical to be, to eat, to eat meat from a grocery store, from a fast food chain, from a restaurant. And then be like, I can't believe you hunt. Bitch, shut up is what I yeah, want to yeah. say. Maybe that's <laughs> at this point. But yeah. I should probably tone it down. I'm usually nicer, but sometimes I just No uh, man, hey, hey, you you go wherever you want to go with it, buddy. I'm not I'm it's my show. It's your yeah. show. You can say whatever the hell you want, you know. <laughs> no, I like I said, everybody has their own reasons, and it's great that you know we get more kids out there. I mean, don't get me wrong, you you guys know just as well as I do that you know october or september rolled around and you started seeing all kinds of stuff hunting was popping up everywhere i mean bucks you know does you know go, people going out there and how do you say um selfing each other you know or creating videos and things like that and then we started to start we started really seeing a lot of the younger population going out there and doing videos and doing things like that and what really scared me was you know i think it was in october i saw a young lady She's in a tree stand. She doesn't have a harness on. She has a little V-cut, short sleeve, you know, uh, shirt on. And she's, you know, videotaping herself. And, you know, she's got a, I don't know what kind of bow. She's hunting deer. She's hunting something else. No, 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 no. She was was hunting. You know, she wanted to be a hunter. And um, and they tore her apart, man. I mean, some of the comments in there are like, hey, where's your harness? Where's your camo? You know, and I think it was all on the grounds of, hey, I want clout. I want to go out there. I want to get the likes. I want to get the views like everybody else is. And it's okay. I get it. But go out there a little bit more responsibly than just using a climber for the first time, you know. I can't tell you close I've seen from some, some, you know, uh, influencer that has their bow upside down or something. Look, I've grabbed my bow upside down. I've, (laughs) I've shared that story. I've done it. But. You take a picture and promote a bow brand. It's like, well, that's not accurate. Like, you're not, you're not like, there's no, there's no, you don't have any chops. Like you're doing it for the photo. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Drew, are you, are you working? Or are you done with work? Oh, I, I'm still at work. Oh, oh yeah. all right. You're double dipping there. I think they call that gold bricking, but I'm glad that you're gold bricking with us. Heck yeah. I feel sorry yeah. for the both of you. Just so you can say, oh man, we've been dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What does Drew do? do? Hey, Drew, what do you do? What what was that? Sorry. What do you do for work? Yeah, what do you do for work? Oh, okay. I I work in a lumber yard as a delivery driver and run like the boom truck and stuff. But on Tuesdays, I always close. And it always happens that 
you know, the OK Hunter podcast is on <laughs> when I'm closing. So, yeah, no, that's gotta, good. That's you, good. You, you record this thing later, and then we moved it up so I could actually like put my kids to bed. But uh, that was the impetus <laughs> for it. Are you? Are you? Obviously, you're turkey hunting. What did you draw? Or I know it's not like a draw system, but what did you get for turkey hunting? What uh, zones and time frames and all that stuff for here in Wisconsin? I know you're in Wisconsin. Actually, that is a funny thing to ask because <laughs> I pulled an old case hunter kind of moment oh, there. Shit. Um, so me, I work every other weekend kind of thing. I mean, it's probably going to change where I have every weekend off, hopefully real soon with the way things have been going. But me and my brother were trying to plan when to both uh, put in for the turkey tags on December 10th because that's the deadline here in Wisconsin. And uh, we we decided the you know second season because first season really wouldn't work. Jarrett, my buddy, he he got, ended up getting first season because he was a very smart man when it came to the whole checking out process on Go Wild. And uh, I pretty much left my cart open all night and never purchased my turkey take. So I'm just going to have to get a leftover take for later in the season. Oh, boy. I'm going to do that yeah. if I can, because uh, I, I missed it all the way. And it was funny because Greg... Our co-host gave me shit. He's like, you didn't do it. I was like, I was waiting for you to tell me. He's like, what do you want me? What do you want from me? I was like, I want you to tell me when I'm supposed to buy tags. I don't, I've never bought a turkey tag before. I don't know how this works. And then, so he gave me a bunch of shit and then I gave him shit back. And so at this point, I'm just going to see if I can get a leftover tag. And if I can, I'll go. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. You know, and it, it sucks getting leftover tags Cause you know, you always want to get like first season, honestly, in my book, just here in Wisconsin, it's usually better. Yeah. Then they, you know, get more pinned up and whatnot. But I mean, it's just fun to be out there and listen to their gobbles, even if you get one or not. I mean, yeah. and we oh, hunt lots of turkeys. So, well, I'll, I'll play the sound clip for you for your mistake. Okay, as Hunter. There you go. <laughs> you got shamed. Now, dude, That's thanks for funny. calling in. Yeah, no hey, problem. Drew, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for jumping in, man. That was great. Nice meeting you, buddy. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks. Cool. Glad he was able to call in. Well, we take calls live, which is like part of our, our experience. We don't take a lot of calls like off season like this. So it was nice of you to call in. Sometimes it's easier than, than being a thumb warrior and typing into the, the comments. Oh, so yeah. if you want to call in, you can, if you, you know, whatever the phone lines are open, I put the number on the screen. Um, so if you're, if you're watching live, you can, you can give us a shout if you had any questions or comments or what have you, but you know, Ted, why don't you just share a little bit here? We'll bring the plane in for a landing. We try to roll for an hour or so. Um, Obviously, I mentioned, you know, we met on TikTok. What are you doing on TikTok? Like, what is the content? What can people expect from you if we drive people there? Like, what what are we, what's your uh, flavor, so to speak? What are you putting out there? Well, I mean, I can only tell you that, I mean, number one, I don't have a job. Um, I'm retired. Are you retired? Yeah. What did you do before you retired? You teaching so, or what were you doing? I mean, it's it's crazy when I say this because... By the way, I'm, I'm the cat's running around here, and I'm just trying to get him out of here. Oh, don't worry. We got cats but, and uh, dogs and all that stuff. I was going to say go. that. So, God, man, how can I start? I mean, all right, so I'm a born artist, number one. Um, I've been painting, you know, like, you know, paintings like Bob Ross when I was a little kid. That was, that was my big thing. But then I started expanding to stretching my own canvases, and uh, eventually in 2018, I invented the first artist's canvas that's double-sided and it's curved. So oh my you can God. Paint all si- I can paint all sides of it. It's called wavy canvas. 
Uh, and right now I'm exclusively the only artist that's painting them, painting on them and I'm putting them in galleries. So that's my retirement now. That's really but before, cool. Thanks, I, I'm, I'm a former artist. I actually have sold pieces publicly. I was really big in oil painting. Uh, in fact, Derek, one of our co-hosts who's not in here tonight, he is an artist. He's an art teacher. Um, and oh, he does cool. some so yeah you're among friends here this is great i would love i would love i would love your guys' feedback on what i created i mean it's kind of sad because i went down to the columbus arts festival and i was talking to you know all the people that are out there you know exhibiting you know their artwork and stuff and some old guy you know he i don't know what he was what kind of art he was doing but you know i showed him my my idea as i was having a conversation with him and he basically called it kitsch i don't know if you know what kitsch basically means but they used to use that word back in the day i don't know 50s and 60s i guess where it's just basic it's like almost like a, a washcloth basically it's just a just a, a simple idea like in, in other words why would you paint on something that i created it's like everybody is so used to being painting on a flat canvas because i mean that's you know it all, it all really started i don't know if you know this but on animal hide that was the real first canvas, you know? Um, and so we've only been really accustomed to painting on things that are flat or, you know, maybe a structure of some sort, like a piece of driftwood or a skull or whatever. But I wanted to paint bigger. I wanted to put more stuff on it. And literally I can hang off of one of these things off the skin, off the face of it. And um, they're not indestructible, but they're very lightweight. And I can literally stand on them but it just gave me, how do you say, a different avenue to being uh, different, you know what I mean? So right now I'm just painting on them myself. But prior to that, dad was an Eastern European hardworking, uh, how do you say, electrical engineer. He hooked up with Wendy's corporate. He was actually the first man to put the first salad bar in a Wendy's restaurant. And um, I was out on the road with him. I mean, 13 years old, 12, 13 years old. I mean, I was, hate to say it i know it's against the law but i was driving a, his van for hours because he was sleeping right next to me at the age of 13 going from store to store to store and um i learned construction uh, all aspects of it and got into the tile industry uh and with my father of course and uh and then you know i went off on my own uh and the name of the company is called the tile guys here in columbus so for 38 years i was laying tile and it wow. did really well. It did really well for me. Uh, I ended up buying seven acres of land, building a, a I hate to say it, a pretty big house uh, for when half the it, cost. You you didn't you know like you weren't even in the U.S. when you were a kid. Like this is fantastic. That's that's great. Yeah, you know what's even more crazy? You're gonna probably think this is pretty sad, and I'm not proud to say it. I never <laughs> finished high school, Eric. Hey, who gives a fuck? High school. Excuse no. my language. My dad's going to be like, damn it, Eric, no. I'm stirring. But no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was just talking to someone the other day about this. Like in today's day and age, this stuff doesn't matter anymore. And clearly you made it just fine. So who, who cares? No one cares. Yeah. I, I mean, would never. Was, that. No, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, dad, dad really pushed me. Dad really pushed me a lot. And uh, my grades were not that good in school. Uh, dad and mom divorced. You know, then of course, you know, I had, I just wanted to get, I wanted to get the hell out of here. So I begged him to send me to a military school. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? Oh man, I'm telling you what, it was in Lexington, Missouri called Whitworth. He did it. He school. did it. 
Okay. Uh, and he, he sent me, I mean, I, I, we went up there to go visit the school and he was like, all right, I'll see you later. And I was like, well, we're not going to home. He goes, no, you're staying. I'm like, okay. So I stayed and, uh, halfway through my second year there, I was like, dude, I, I gotta go. I gotta get the hell out of here. These guys, these guys are crazy. You know, um, you know, just problem kids, rich kids, you know, wealthy haiku kids, you know, just just snobby. It was just, just, it was just difficult, you know, and I just, I just got to get the hell out of here. So I came back, I asked dad, I was like, you know, let me work with you. And shit, I think it was only, I think it was 1986 and I was making 10 bucks an hour working with my dad. <laughs> that was the year I was born. So I was, I'm telling, I mean, I was, I was making good money. I was making good money. I learned the industry and told dad, I didn't want to go back to school and uh, push myself. And believe it or not, I, I built my house. I was like the general contractor and did 60% of the work in it. Um, saved myself hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and then of course the tile business did really good for me. And I just walked in the door one day and I just looked at the wife and I said, I'm done. She goes, what do you mean? I was like, I'm sick of this freaking business. I have no heart for it anymore. And the house is paid off and we got money in the bank. And if you want to leave, sell the house and let's freaking retire. That's it. And she's like, you're crazy. And I was like, no, I'm serious. So I haven't worked since, uh, I don't know, 2019. <laughs> Good for you. That's not that long ago. My truck's a 2019. So I figure like, that's not that long ago. It's like three years ago or something yeah. like that. I can't don't make me do math, but, uh, so now you have time in hand. You can do the stuff that you love now. The, the art is awesome. I see the thing behind you, uh, for those that are going to listen in podcast land, you can't see, but it's a curved thing. The curved thing is interesting because there's a lot of um, LCD like uh, computer monitors now. Instead of having two screens, you can have one that is like really, really big and curved, and that's popular. Yes. They're very, very expensive. They're like a grand, you know, for the good ones or whatever. So, yep. you know, yep. I think you're on something with that for sure. And Derek, I mean, the curved is, is yeah, that curved canvas is almost looks like a curved, you know, flat screen, but it's you know two inches thick, so it kind of gives you more of a three dimensional feel for it. But like yeah. you said, I mean, I, yes, I'm retired. I got a lot of time on my hands. You know, I, I it kind of sucks because you, your schedule is completely off. You know, the wife's walking in the door and I'm like, is it Wednesday today or, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the part that kind of sucks. It does get a little boring, but I do find, you know, I, I, how do you say, I fill my time. I'm making canvases, I'm painting, you yep. know, yard work, you know, you got seven acres. It's just, there's a creek that runs through the property. It's just a lot of work, you know, upkeep on the house. Um, and the biggest reason why I do that stuff on TikTok is just to make, just have fun. And if you want to know yeah. really the truth, Eric, is because the kids kind of piss me off. They, um, your kids or kids them, in general? My kids. I, okay. I, I, basically, <laughs> I, I basically said, I said, Hey, look, man, you know, I'm, I'm making all this artwork. I'd love to put it on, you know, social media, you know, Facebook's bullcrap, Instagram's bullcrap. You know, you got to pay into these sponsorships and you got to pay this money to, to, for them to put it out and all that stuff. I was like, I want to be on TikTok. And they're like, dad, please, you know, it's for kids. TikTok's not for, you know, adults. And I'm like, no, I, I've, I've seen there's adults on there. And, and uh, they looked at me and they're like, well, um, we're not going to follow you. You're not going to, nobody's going to like your stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. So the next step was, was to try to figure out how to make a damn video. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not very computer savvy or I'm not very techno savvy, but uh, I downloaded an app and I went down, I went in my warehouse and I sat down for seven hours, Eric, 
seven flipping hours in a wooden chair and I learned how to edit my 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 videos. And so I started what are you using are you using InShot on your phone or what do you got? I just use my phone, my iPhone, and, yep, and I and, and I use and I use an app called Quick. That's it. Quick. Great. Yeah. yeah. You can do all sorts of crazy stuff with just a phone these days. It's pretty wild, man. And and you can make money from TikTok. They'll pay you. They'll pay you for putting stuff on their phone. So it's just uh, it's you, very interesting. And I'm not even on that creator fund. I'm not even on oh, that we creator are, fund. We are. We're, we're not we're not rich, you know, by any stretch. We have a, a very small following, but you know what? It might pay for a hotel at the at the trade show or something someday. So it just it's cool that we live in this world of 2022 where you need to make content and it's fun for us and we you know, we're trying to pump out our message and we're trying to like put this thing out into the ethos and what have you. So it's one way to Absolutely. get people's attention. And there's a lot of ways to do this stuff, but you know, there's always going to be something. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. TikTok, it, it maybe in 10 years, it'll be in something completely different and Facebook will maybe be dead or who knows, but you know, it, it, it's nothing. Top right now, I think. It's, it's good to see that there's outdoorsmen and women and hunters across all platitudes. There are hunters. You wouldn't believe it, but there are hunters on, on LinkedIn, there are hunters on TikTok. There are hunters on Reddit. There are hunters on Instagram, on Facebook, Facebook groups, like Twitter, everywhere. YouTube. Everywhere. Our community is everywhere. And and honestly, I hope we just did an episode with Brad Luttrell with uh, Go Wild last week. And we talked about censorship and, uh, you know, hunting is being deleted potentially. And there's all these bills that are coming down the pike and things of that nature that they're trying to rid of our, of our public lands and censor our content and demonetize our stuff. Um, that's why I believe it's more important now than ever um, and that will probably ring true for a while now, more important than ever to, to just be good to each other, be a oh, strong 100%. community, we need to work together, not be fragmented, not bite the neck off of the head. And I've, I, I'm on my soapbox. I've said, I've said this stuff, uh, plenty of times. Um, but so I think your message is good. Like the fact that you're not doing grip and grins is very interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a loud stance to say you, that's not what is important to me. And you're, it's you're right. putting um actions speak louder than words and if that's what you're doing as your action that's backing up the words that you've said that makes sense to me and i commend you for doing that i think that's a great message thank you, to put out there. So. thank you i really appreciate that i mean it's, it's it, it is kind of hard because everybody wants to say well where's the proof in the pudding they want to know i mean why you know here you are standing here telling me that this works you're or, like, bro, I'm retired. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I'm just out there to do what I want to do. I don't care. Pretty much. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm just out there having fun. I like videotaping. I'm an artist, you know, so mm -hmm. of course I'll, I'm trying to use my creative self, you know, to, to create something good for, you know, viewers. And, you know, it's not about the followers. It's more about, you know, can I send a message off that's positive and helps people? And it's not all about the horns. It's all about, you know, we supporting each other. I think that's the most important thing is we all support each other, regardless of how you hunt, regardless of why or what you do. Uh, like I said before, just long as it's legal uh, is what we want. And just to teach the kids, you know, put a better message off to the kids instead of saying, ah, man, you don't need to sit there and wash your clothes. You don't need to do, you don't, it's, ah, you can just put on the Carhartts, the same damn car hard sit in the back of my pickup truck, you know, and I get in the same damn tree stand every single damn year and I get my sand buck every year. Well, you know what? I get it. It's okay. I get it. But there's more to it. There's more to it than just going out there and, like I said before, just slaying or harvesting an animal. And that's kind of where I'm trying to ho hopefully support and help and, you know, and help teach if I can. Um, so I'm open for a lot of different things and, uh, different views and reasons and, and ways 
mine's not always going to be the best. It's you don't have to try it and just sharing it pretty much. Yeah. No, I dig it. And uh, boy, oh boy, TikTok just launched their 10 minute uh, video stuff for their. It's funny because Facebook and YouTube are trying to go short form because of TikTok. And now TikTok's going long form. Maybe all the social wow. platforms meet in the middle because they're all just copying each other. Uh, but the, the, the name of the game is content. And, and I think you've done a good job putting out quality content. Where can people find you as a bring the planet for landing? Like, how do people find you? Are you on TikTok? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Are you on YouTube? What's the, where should we point people to go check your stuff out? I mean, look, you know, when you, when, when you're trying to push a product or where you're, you know, you're uh, work for somebody, you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to make a dollar. How do you say off of, social media it's a different thing you're going to try to be on everything right um but if i really wanted to sell myself as far as, as if, drive people to me to to find me for something it would be for a piece of artwork is exactly what it would be and i mean you can find me on instagram or you can go wavy canvas you know on instagram or facebook uh which i'm on both um but I mean, I'm just out there just sharing the good vibes, man, you know, just supporting the young hunter, young hunters out there. Um, you doing my creative thing, uh, passing the time, uh, finally getting a chance to live, Eric. You know, I put myself through hell for years as uh, a worker, you know, in the construction industry. And, yeah, I've been all across the Europe and, you know, and got a chance to see a lot of things a lot of people didn't see. But it's time to really enjoy. I mean, I'm 53. And, um, you know, I've, I've worked my body over pretty damn hard over the years and I just want to try to enjoy it. I want to try to enjoy what I can and, um, and just put my art out, you know, go out there and just, and just enjoy my days. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what it is. So yeah, if you guys want to find me, yeah, you can find me on TikTok. You know, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on, you know, uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm going to make a YouTube channel, by the way, Eric. I'm going to do that just for shits and giggles, just so you know. Are your kids going to help you? <laughs> My kids won't help me with nothing. Okay. Yeah. Not a damn thing. All right. It's always dad. Hey, I need 20 bucks. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, help me with this. No, no, no. You got this. You got this. And so no, my kids won't help it's, me. It's, it's, all I, on, it's all on me. It's, it's P E D. And then the last name, the spelling is different than it sounds. Go ahead and spell it out for us because there's people listening in podcast land and while they're driving to work or walking yeah, yeah, the yeah, dog. Gotcha. Know, so to, to, to really put it in, how do you say in real perspective, my real name is Predrag Dragic. That's my real name. That's the way you would say it. But the Predrag would be the William the bill would be Dragon. So that's my European name that everybody calls me is Dragon, like the fire breathing dragon, except instead of the O, there's an A. But, you know, people can't say Predrug, people can't say Dragon, because they gotta roll their R's, which by the way, if you say cottage cheese, you do roll your R. Um, I just went to Ped, and the last name is Dragic, just like you drag your foot and you itch. So, yeah, it's a little hard, but it's a little simpler. I made it a little simpler, I think. I just call I myself think that's Pad. And that's that's your handle then on on uh, TikTok, Pad Dragic. Yeah, Pad Dragic. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I know when we had met, I was like, "Wait, is that your real name?" You're like, "Yes, that's my real name." I was like, "Okay, you never know." So, uh, can I just I, I I'm gonna make you do this, and I may be a little ashamed to ask you, but can go ahead, go for I, it, man. 
can, like the accent is just so badass. It it does like all right, all right, I want I want some vodka. Like you 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 do it in such a like it's so authentic, you know, I love it. Or can well, you, you can, you, can you speak in the in, in the language? Can you speak in that language? Like uh listen to the okay on a podcast or something. A hundred percent fluidly. So let's just say, for example, um I'll say this in Serbian, okay? Um Ovo je bilo mnogo dobro što ja i ti smo uh, ja i ti smo imali šansu da pričamo. Okay? Um that's in Serbian. In Macedonian it would be mnogo biše ubo ja si ti vakasi zborovatne. Right? Oh my so, gosh, it sounds like the inverse of Serbian. Serbians are it sounds like a really uh badass language. Like it sounds like I don't want to fuck with you. It's a Slavic language, uh Serbo-Croatian, it's a Slavic language, so uh, us and of course Russia and other countries like Greece. I mean, you know, they're 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 also using the same. How do you say alphabets? I mean, I'm sure there's a probably one here or there, but you know, our alphabet's bigger, and um, a lot of different words that you have to use, like you know, it's like a LJ uh, kind of sound. You know, uh, there's there's it, it's technical. It's a, it's a tongue twister for sure. Um, to be able to just sit there English and go, really you know. done really well. Your English is really, really good. Uh, so thanks, man. Easy. I can do country hillbilly. You know, I can do you know a little bit of uh, <laughs> Spanglish. You know, I, I you know, I like. But can the, you do Wisconsin? Can you you know? Can you really get the the Canadian? Of, hey, I don't know what you're talking about, there, guy. Hey, you know, I, like, you know, only if I spend time with somebody for about an hour. It's all it all it takes. Okay. You know, just. Feel out the, you know, feel out the, and it's kind of messed up. Because, yeah. Oh, it's messed up because we'll go to a restaurant, you know, we're sitting there, you know, it's an Oriental person or whatever, you know, they're talking to me and all of a sudden, you know, I find myself, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking differently, you know, and my kids would go, dad, why are you talking like you're Mexican or why are you talking like or Latino or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, it's just like, maybe it's easier for them to understand by trying to talk like them. But, Adaptive. you know, um, they want you to talk clear so they can learn better. And you know what I mean? I went to Nicaragua and, and it wasn't about two days before I started talking like I was from Nicaragua. And uh, it, it's hilarious. You just start to yes. you, you, yeah, you just adapt your surroundings. So, no, but Ted, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it a whole bunch. I think the topic was uh, really well fleshed out and uh, we'd be happy to have you back on in the future. Don't worry, you'll get some micro content from us. I think there's some good clips here I can I can grab to, to send your way and tag you in. No, for, I appreciate for, that, buddy. For Eric, everybody I, else, no, I, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I truly, I thanks, thank you so much for having me. Uh, by the way, for everybody that's listening or can see me, uh, you know, this is my first ever podcast. I've never done one of these before. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, I'm, you know, hopefully I'm sending a good message to all the hunters out there and the youth that are, you know, wanting to get into hunting and getting out to the outdoors. It's a beautiful thing. I support everybody, you know, support all hunters is what I'm always shooting for. And um, before I say goodbye again, um, our prayers really do go out to the Ukrainian people. Uh, I wish you guys all the best of luck out there. And um, thank you very much again, Eric, for, for having me. It was a wonderful experience uh sharing with you thank you yeah thanks for for being our guest uh sorry that we're, we were your first and hope there's more many more to come after after ours and we appreciate your time and and for taking time out of your day and we know you got a lot you got a lot going on even though you're retired it's uh it's really appreciative so 
Uh, we're going to end the live broadcast. And uh, per usual, folks, if you tune in live, this will be in podcast land this evening. It's my job to produce these shows the same night. So I will go put my kids to bed after this, and then I will come back and get this thing done. So you can listen on your way to work or whatever you got going on. So thanks so much.